This episode of News Dump is sponsored by Masterclass and by Stamps.com. There's so much to cover this week, and we are just going to have to assume that you are caught up on most of what we're going to jump into on this episode. But for a very quick summary of what we're focusing on today, uh, the 2022 midterms, they weren't the red wave that many pundits and politicians had predicted. We have Joe Biden, who is the least popular president since Harry Truman, since presidential polling happened, and there wasn't a red wave. That is a searing indictment of the Republican Party. They looked at all of that and said, and looked at the Republican alternative and said, no thanks. That is, that is a the Republican Party needs to do a really deep introspection look in the mirror right now because this is this is an absolute disaster. Turnout among younger voters increased. Democrats held on to vital seats, and in what appears to be a rare bipartisan agreement, based on the multiple ballot initiatives regarding abortion rights. Americans seem to overwhelmingly support women's right to choose, which should send a clear message to the courts and to representatives. Um, pretty much everyone was like, yeah, I think that's, um, maybe you should keep your fucking mm -hmm. courts out of my body. Well, that's, uh, you're, you're very naive to assume that this country cares about democracy and, mm. uh, you know, what the majority thinks about anything, but, oh. uh, you know. Keep the faith, I guess. Yeah, sure. Uh, in addition to updates about the election, we're also going to give some updates on the constantly evolving and consistently hilarious drama surrounding Elon Musk's Twitter takeover. It's the best show in town. It is. And it's completely free, despite yeah. him claiming they, that you need to pay $8 for it. This website is free, <laughs> whether they, yeah, regardless of what he tells you. Uh, and look, if you need a full update on the Twitter saga, well, good news. Our most recent video goes over a lot of it, so it'll pop up, or you can just wait till the end of the video and it'll pop up again. But <laughs> things are not going well for Musk or his platform, at least financially. Now, he was right that comedy has returned to the website, yeah. but not in the way that he had predicted. Yeah, he was thinking more like, I don't know, Bull Cats, ICANN has, Cheeseburger, Dying Gag, mm -hmm. you know, that sort of cutting edge uh, real comedy. But instead, we got, we got this trolling and all these jokers and, uh, you know, it's not I, very funny, guys. I think he honestly thought the exact opposite of what's actually happening was going to happen. Like, a wave of conservative posters that are hilariously funny, yeah. uh, incredible at That's, satire. Yeah, they've just, they've been held back this whole time because of uh, the shadow banning and the, yes. the woke moderators at Twitter. And now, finally... Conservative humor will have its day in the sun. And you guys can all come out now. It's safe. It's safe to... Come on, dunk on the lips. Come on, all of you. They're where asking are, for it. They, where, in fact, they're begging you to. Where are you? Come uh, on. Come on. Uh, and then the, literally, as you've seen, the opposite happened. I mean, look, there's a lot going on. And yeah, we're going to be covering a lot of the same subjects because they continue to evolve. And it is literally the biggest news story that's happened on yeah. the internet in a very, very but long it's, time. It's been a joy. If you're a fan of rake stepping, if you're a fan of self-owns, it has it's never been turning them out at a, a, a prodigious rate. I hate the website, and I wouldn't give a fuck if it was deleted tomorrow. But it is the funniest it has ever been in the past week for unintentional purposes. Yeah. If it's going down, it's it's going down on a high note. And I love watching the band play that song one last time. Yep. Mm -hmm. Anyway, there are a few other things that we'll talk about today. But yeah, let's start out with an election uh, update. Those midterms, mm -hmm. they're done, but not quite. Like we said, even conservatives seem to be aware of the fact that the results of this year's election were far from ideal for them. In fact, they lost some incredibly important and notable races, which had the full backing of the Republican Party. Uh, but may, perhaps more importantly, for good or for bad, they had the full backing of the, you know, presumptive 2024 Republican nominee, 
Donald J. Trump, uh-huh. former president. And, uh, you president... would think that endorsement would go a long way considering yeah. he's thinking of running again. So yeah, over in Georgia, the race between Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock will be heading to a runoff election on December 6th. Time for us to do our civic duty here and say, uh, if you live in Georgia, don't slack off on this one. No. Take it seriously. Don't forget about it. Make a plan. Tell all your friends. Make Yes. Keep updated. Keep abreast of the situation. And mark your calendar because it is extremely important that you show up for And this. don't leave it for the end of the day. Uh, yes. They um, are going to try and suppress this vote as much as they can. So, um, yeah. Just co- keep that all in mind. Come early. Come prepared. Uh, but, yeah. You got to vote. Because as dumb as it is, as annoying as it is, people in Georgia love Herschel Walker for some fucking reason. Well, it's because of the R next to his name and also the fact that his football stats, they don't lie. You can't, yeah, you can't argue with these stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do know that you, you are smarter than that. Yes. You just need a little motivation. So uh, so go vote. God damn it. Yes, Anyways, it. Uh, here's what the New York Times said about this the election disappointment now. for Republicans. They rebuked Mr. Biden with a light touch, yet they also showed a limited appetite for the burn down the house approach that Mr. Trump has spread throughout the Republican Party. And that brings us to Mr. Trump himself, who was reportedly seething as the results poured in, uh, specifically when it came to candidates that he'd endorsed like Dr. Oz. New York Times reporter Maggie Haberman, who has closely followed the former president for years, said Wednesday that Trump spent the day after the midterms, quote, furious after congressional Republicans failed to produce a red wave of significant wins over Democrats. Quote, Trump is indeed furious this morning, particularly about Mehmet Oz, and is blaming everyone who advised him to back Oz, including his wife, describing it as not her best decision, according to people close to him. Haberman wrote on Twitter on Wednesday. ABC News also reported that Trump was angry with Hannity for pushing him to back Oz. Quote, Worth remembering that Trump is a grown man who endorsed Oz over the objection of some of the people closest to him, Haberman said. He's like me. He's on the TV. Um, You know, he calls everyone fat. He loves a good scam. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and back him despite, you know, and that's also because I'm hearing it from the right people. The, 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 The dorks in the room are telling me, no, this is career suicide. What are you doing, Mr. President? I mean, it was close. It was closer than it needed to be, sure. But Trump, of course, now denies all of the claims of him being angry at all about any of this. Set the record straight. And he can, because he has his own social media platform to prove it. Uh, He posted on Truth Social the following. I'd like to apologize to Melania and Sean Hannity for all of the fake news and fictional stories made up out of thin air with no sources despite them claiming there are, being dumped on you by reporters and news organizations who know these stories are not true. The fake news media is crazed and totally out of control. I only wish the public could understand how really corrupt and crooked they are. They make up stories and then push them down your throats. Our country is in big trouble. Unfortunately for Trump, the party seems to have already started to distance themselves from him as his campaign announcements looms in the near distance, possibly. But it's supposed to happen next week. And he, I think, is now a mistake, but maybe it wasn't, made the mistake of announcing that he was going to announce something uh, before the midterms happened. So he kind of locked himself mm-hmm. into doing that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this sudden uh, awkwardness, it partly stems from the waning support from all but the most extreme members of this party, as evidenced by his midterm endorsements. Uh, None of the people he picked really did all that great. And if they did uh, anything, they basically got the standard Republican numbers for the area. Right. Uh, But, yeah, it's it's mainly due to the fact that the GOP, they've kind of already... 
I found a new guy. He's younger. He's more exciting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's more handsome. He's got cooler shoes. Um, he's just, you know, it's he's rekindling something in the GOP that they thought was gone. They're horny for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, the GOP is feeling things that the GOP hasn't felt in a long time. We're talking about the GOP's um, preferred, Actual, yeah. preferred pick for 2024, Ron DeSantis. Sorry, Ron DeSantis. Yes. Who, in their eyes, is simply a, just a younger, smarter, leaner, meaner sexier version of Trump without all the distractions. Yeah. DeSantis, he's a dangerous candidate, which is why the party seems to be quickly forming behind him for 2024. But where does that leave Donald Trump? Where him parade? Yeah. Honestly, uh, it leaves him nowhere because he's been, he's being left behind. And the only thing that he could possibly do at this point is Split the party. No, don't do it. Oh, don't. Don't no, be a bad no, idea. No, no don't, don't split oh, the Republican Party. Or, or, or oh, I'd be so owned. Ah, yeah. Oh, no. Starting a third party? Oh, no. Ah, don't do that either. No. Oh. oh, please. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's no way that he pulls out. There's just no fucking way that he pulls out and... We have 70 years of precedent for this. ...endorses Ron DeSantis. Uh-huh. When he tells you who he is and what he'll do, believe him. It's just not going to happen. Uh-huh. He's not going down quietly. And, like... He look last second maybe he gets desperate and endorses Ron DeSantis. What's in it for him? But Nothing. literally, but literally, even if that were the case, we are going to get a damn near full two years of them fighting. This man does not give a shit about politics outside of what benefits him personally. No, he wants power and that's it. Unless there's a thrist, uh, a risk of him going to jail if he doesn't fucking do this. Yeah, and yeah. even if he does, uh, in some scenario, endorse DeSantis, it won't be. It'll come after he does irreparable damage. To DeSantis, uh-huh. uh huh. Before DeSantis even has to face uh, Joe Biden or whoever is hopefully replacing Joe Biden. Yes, Trump uh, is going to undress this man publicly, and then be like, "Oh yeah, and by the way, uh, yeah, sure, I guess." It's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, at least the end of the world is entertaining, right? Sure. For his part, Trump has already gone on the offensive with an official post to his social media platform, as well as a dedicated post on his official website. He's double posting, guys. Yes. He's serious. Uh, regarding the Florida governor's aspirations and the support that he's getting from uh, people like Rupert Murdoch, the kingmaker. Do you see the, like, Humpty Trumpty? Uh, yeah, uh, New York Post. I'm tired of playing with you, Trump. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's getting wild out there. It's getting wild. Even Ann Coulter posted, like, get the fuck out of the way, Trump. Let them fight. Look, the guy that's going to replace him is actually more dangerous, but uh, it'll be entertaining to watch. But also zero charisma. True. Here's the uh, the post to DonaldJTrump.com and Truth Social. News Corp, which is Fox, the Wall Street Journal, and the no longer great New York <laughs> Post is all in for Governor Ron the Sanctimonious, an average Republican governor with great public relations who didn't have to close up his state, but did, unlike other Republican governors whose overall numbers for a Republican were just average middle of the pack including COVID, and who has the advantage of sunshine, where people from badly run states up north would go no matter who the governor was, just like I did. Ron came to me in desperate shape in 2017. He was politically dead, losing in a landslide to a very good agriculture commissioner, Adam Putnam, who was loaded up with cash and great poll numbers. Ron had low approval, bad polls, and no money, but he said that if I would endorse him, he could win. I didn't know Adam, so I said, let's give it a shot, Ron. When I endorsed him, it was as though, to use a bad term, a nuclear weapon went off. Years later, they were the exact words that Adam Putnam used in describing Ron's endorsement. He said, I went from having it made with no competition to immediately getting absolutely clobbered after your endorsement. 
I then got Ron by the star of the Democrat Party, Andrew Gillum, who was later revealed to be a crackhead by having two massive rallies with tens of thousands of people at each one. I also fixed his campaign, which had completely fallen apart. I was all in for Ron, and he beat Gillum. But after the race, when votes were being stolen by the corrupt election process in Broward County, and Ron was going down 10,000 votes a day, along with now Senator Rick Scott, I sent in the FBI and the U.S. attorneys, and the ballot theft immediately ended, just prior to them running out of the votes necessary to win. I stopped his election from being stolen. Uh, um, uh wait. Um, hold on, because it really sounds like Trump this is just new information. admitted to potentially committing a little bit of election fraud. Yeah, he's either lying, which would be weird, or he's revealing for the first time that uh, he fixed the 2018 election for Ron DeSantis, which would be uh, pretty scandalous, but... I mean, uh, whatever. You know. He admit it. Anyway... Gonna go ahead and circle back on that part. Yeah, when votes were being stolen by the corrupt election process in Broward County and Ron was going down 10,000 votes a day, along with now Senator Rick Scott, I sent in the FBI and the U.S. attorneys, and the ballot theft immediately ended, just prior to them running out of the votes necessary to win. I stopped this election from being stolen. I guess there's nothing to okay, see here. So, yeah. yeah, it was what I thought I read the first time. Uh -huh. um, but, yeah, nothing to see here, I guess. But wait! The Broward County Election Office, along with journalists who immediately dug into these claims, were able to immediately refute claims that anyone at the behest of the former president or not tampered with their elections, which is reassuring, I guess. But still kind of funny that he was like, nah, we did it. Weird lie to tell. Yeah. Anyways, Trump continued, I stopped his election from being stolen, and now... Ron DeSanctimonious is playing games. The fake news asks him if he's going to run if President Trump runs, and he says, I'm only focused on the governor's race. I'm not looking into the future. Well, in terms of loyalty and class, that's really not the right answer. This is just like 2015 and 2016, a media assault, collusion, when Fox News fought me to the end until I won, and then they couldn't have been nicer or more supportive. The Wall Street Journal loved low-energy Jeb Bush and a succession of other people as they rapidly disappeared from sight, finally falling in line with me after I easily knocked them out one by one. We're in exactly the same position now. They will keep coming after us, MAGA, but ultimately, we will win. Put America first and make America great again! Also, uh, yeah, totally not running, uh, not gonna announce that I'm running, and just gonna keep uh, edging people for a little while longer, despite clearly indicating that I am going to, again, undress, in certain words, Ron DeSantis in front of uh, the state that loves him and the country who uh, might not be fully aware of him yet. So yeah, I mean, this is obviously, look, Ron DeSantis is young, he's like 44. Yes. He has time, if he wanted to, he could just wait, to sit, wait this out. Uh, he can but, literally wait for Trump to die. Yeah, but the rest of the party, the, the like the the people who will hold power, they're done with Trump. The voters, eh? But uh, yeah, the the people who control the party, they they're like, you're our guy. We need you. Yes. So that's he. Oh, it's gonna he, be fun. Yes, they are going to put the their full effort behind him because he is, whether we want to admit it or not, the only one that can take on Trump. Who else do they have? Ted Cruz. No, he would. He Trump told Ted Cruz his wife was ugly, yeah. and Ted Cruz thanked him for it. Yeah, and licked his fucking Ted shoes. Ted Cruz will never be president. No, he's a bitch. At least Ron DeSantis can fake being a tough guy. Thing is, he's not. Trump's gonna dress him down just as bad, if not worse, than he did it's Ted gonna, Cruz. It's gonna get ugly. Uh, yeah, th this is only going to get more intense as the party splits into two. You're going to have a very small minority of MAGA voters because I have talked to 
people that I know, uh, both sides of the family, everyone is of the same position. They all like Ron DeSantis and they're done with Trump. This yeah. is just a thing that's happening. And Ted Cruz, at least, like one of his superpowers is he can be so owned, so insulted, and he just takes it. Yeah. Whereas Ron DeSantis seems a little more sensitive. Yes, he seems... did look sad when Joe Biden showed up to provide hurricane like, relief. There's been a few examples of Ron DeSantis getting like flustered in a way where I'm just like, oh, that's a little weird. He like, did get very uncomfortable when asked directly about his presidential ambitions during the last debate before the elections. Like he just clammed up and was just like, yeah. Burr. So how is he going to handle himself when he's 10 feet away from Donald J. Trump and Trump's calling him uh, a cuckold? Uh, the, the trading of barbs back and forth on social media will be one thing. Mm-hmm. Having these two in the same room for a debate, buddy, that's going to be fireworks. Yeah, I'm, you know, fuck it's, it. It's I, easy to not get flustered online because you can just have uh, your team right. whip something up. Uh, Ron DeSantis getting flustered in real life is going to be so satisfying. Yeah. But yes, again, going to get very intense. Uh, Trump has already pledged to release what he calls embarrassing information about DeSantis should it come to that. Here's a picture of him kissing his son. What is he, gay? Yeah. I would never kiss my, one, of, one, of his, one of my sons. It's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, Trump really like did women. that with uh, Joe Biden and his yeah. son Hunter. He <laughs> loves his son. What a loser. Despite his faults, he still loves yeah. him. Wow, who could ever? Ron DeSantimoni is gang, gay for his little boy. Uh-huh. Uh, so what's crazier is that Trump made this threat before the results of the midterm elections came in. Quote, I will tell you things about him that won't be very flattering, Trump told the Wall Street Journal on his private jet after departing a rally in Dayton, Ohio on Monday. I know more about him than anybody other than perhaps his wife, who is really running his campaign. He's starting soft. He's like, hey, your wife's really running the show, huh? That's like, that's like typical, like, dude jabbing. Yeah, like, just she wears un- the pants. Uncreative, like, yeah. dude jabbing. Yeah. But, who's, uh, who's really in charge here, Run. <laughs> yeah. And yes, we are very aware that the outcome of all of this is overwhelmingly negative. Ending up with DeSantis or Trump is bad. DeSantis might be worse, though. We will definitely need a strong contender in order to go up against someone like DeSantis, unless Trump just completely destroys him uh, naturally before he's having to face... uh, If if it's a choice between Trump, DeSantis, or Trump and DeSantis beating the shit out of each other for an entire primary, I'll take the third option. Yeah, um, but the Democratic Party should probably prepare, you know, backup plan. Nah, we're not gonna do that. For now, we're gonna let it ride. Despite the inevitable consequences, it will be entertaining to watch these two battle each other in public because it might get dirtier than anything we've seen before. And that's saying a lot considering the last couple of years. Anyways, Georgia, it's all on you next month, December 6th. Mark it. Put it on your calendar. Show up. Funniest thing you could do right now is defeat another Trump pig, especially one with a fake police badge. Yes. All right, buckle up now, because as you probably could imagine, it's been yet another wild 24 to 48 hours over on Elon Musk's Twitter.com. Literally, as our previous video went up, there were like three or four stories that didn't make uh, the cut. Yes. It's Came in just under the wire. It's literally... It's literally the greatest show on earth. Yeah, it's Ringling Brothers needs to hand that over because Elon is in charge of the circus now. Twitter has truly become the best version of itself for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. And we're just happy to be there to witness it and also witness what feels like Elon Musk's downfall. He's going down with the ship seemingly. Yeah. But before we launch into an entire second half of the show dedicated to dunking on Elon Musk, the world's most dunked upon man of 2022, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsors for supporting our show and proving that 
somehow, we are better at running a business than even the world's richest man. Yeah, we still have sponsors. Yeah, we are, we're in the black. Yeah, it's good. Uh, speaking of geniuses, you can get access to the world's top minds, <laughs> the real top minds, Yeah. when you check out our first sponsor, Masterclass. Masterclass gives you the extra knowledge and motivation that you need to take your craft, whatever it may be, to the next level. That's where Masterclass shines, because you're getting information from literally the best people in the business from a variety of fields, like cooking, music, film, animation, business, tech, and plenty more. Are you buying a company with a lot of money that you really have no clue how to run? Well, maybe some of these classes on, on Masterclass could teach you a thing or two uh, about how to do what you're about to do. Yeah, it's going to be great when we see the Elon Musk email account signing up for Masterclass with our promo codes, because yeah. you know, based on his reactions to everything on Twitter, he hate watches this show. He does. Anyways, with Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds, anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn the art of DJing and music curation from Questlove. You can improve your cooking skills from Gordon Ramsay, or learn game design and theory from Will Wright. With over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites, obviously, um, is the Ken Burns documentary filmmaking one. Uh, just this year alone, Ken Burns has had some incredible output. Uh, he's somehow getting better with age, so uh, his experience and insight is invaluable. Yep. Invaluable. And he's not the only filmmaker on there. They got, no. like, I think Scorsese's on there. And of uh, course, for the modern era, Marcus Brownlee. Yeah, Marcus Brownlee. On Learn how to be a YouTuber. Yeah. There I, you go. I should probably watch those ones. Could get a little insight. Uh, but yeah, these cinema quality classes give you unparalleled access to literal experts, and the lessons range from showing you how to execute a technique to insights about that craft. You can explore lessons in any order across your phone, tablet, Apple TV, or computer, and at just 10 to 15 minutes, you can squeeze a few lessons here or there without setting aside an entire day. They also offer downloadable lesson recaps and high-end supplemental materials to help you in your journey. If you're interested, we definitely think that you should check it out. So. Get unlimited access to every Masterclass, and right now our viewers can get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash newsdump today. That is masterclass.com slash newsdump for 15% off Masterclass. Terms apply. Yeah, this episode is also sponsored by stamps.com. It's the holiday season, baby. You're shipping more than ever, and if you run a business, you need to be saving money with stamps.com. Yeah. The holiday season, it always has a way of sneaking up on us. And if you're like the other millions of people out there, you probably wish you had more time to prepare for those holidays. Mm. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to be ready for this insane holiday season. And if you haven't already started preparing for the chaos of holiday mailing and shipping, you're falling behind. Luckily, stamps.com has everything that you need to make your life a whole lot easier. It's the 24-7 post office that you can access from anywhere. No lines, no traffic, no hassle. With stamps.com, you can skip the trip and never waste another dollar or minute. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computer, so you can spend less time at the post office and more time running your business. Stamps.com saves you time, money, and stress. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. And with inflation on the rise, every dollar counts. Protect those margins with major discounts on USPS and UPS rates with up to 86% off. Use Stamps.com to print postage wherever you do business. All you need is a computer and printer, and if you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it through your Stamps.com dashboard. By the way, if you run an online store, Stamps.com works seamlessly with all the major shopping carts and marketplaces, so get ahead of the holiday chaos this year and get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code NEWSDUMP for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSDUMP. 
That is stamps.com with code NEWSDUMP for a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. All right, well, time to get back into the news. The Twitter news. And yeah, that's, it's, that's, Twitter's all of it. Sorry, guys. Uh, the world's richest man buying the biggest social media website and just completely torpedoing it into the ground. Kind of a big deal. Newsworthy. So, yeah. <clears throat> all of the Twitter news seems to be pretty bad. If your name is Elon Musk. For seemingly everyone else, though, repeatedly showing Musk exactly why certain content moderation and verification systems are in place has been extremely satisfying. Now, on our last episode, we brought you up to speed on how things have been going since Musk took over the platform and started messing around under the hood. First, by firing a massive amount of Twitter employees, some of whom have already been asked to return to their jobs because of how vital they are to daily operations. Others are suing Musk and Twitter because the company appears to have violated California law when announcing those job cuts. Musk then debuted his new shiny version of Twitter Blue, which is exactly the same product that it's been for months, but now it costs $3 more because you get a now worthless blue check mark. The debut of this feature resulted in a second verification badge, which did what the first one was supposed to do, but this one was also quickly removed for whatever reason. And it's back now, it's, I guess. Yeah, uh, we might be getting ahead of ourselves on the second verification one because yeah. um, the second verification badge, it was actually added back to the platform on Friday, and then it also seemingly disappeared Friday afternoon, but was then uh, caught reappearing later Friday evening. It appears to have something to do with what uh, mobile operating system you're on. That's the clearest signal that I've seen so far. Android can still... Uh, sign up because I guess they haven't pushed an update. They fired their entire Android team. They're just like, oh, wait, are we supposed to be pushing updates to the, those phones too? Well, as we've learned <laughs> from years of covering tech, uh, when you update for Android, you have to update for hundreds of different mo yeah. models of phones. So it's, uh, but that seems to be what's going on. But yes, it is all obviously very confusing and aesthetically stupid. Yeah. Uh, the other hilarious yet completely predictable outcome of this was the shame that went alongside anyone pathetic enough to actually pay $8 for a meaningless blue check mark that everyone can tell isn't real. Yeah. Not only could people deduce whether or not someone earned or bought the check mark with decent accuracy on their own, you literally just click on it. Yeah. Twitter itself provided the ultimate naming and shaming mechanism by allowing us to just click on someone's profile and it'll say whether or not they got the check mark because they're notable or they got the check mark because they're a Twitter Blue subscriber. It's actually funny that they did this and it, it much needed, but also very funny. And the replies, especially the Elon's tweets uh, of all these random check marks, every one of them gets like 20 replies of mm -hmm. different memes of, uh, I like the mannequins pointing. Like yeah, the, guy have you seen the Thomas. response one that's sp supposed to make fun of people for posting that? It's literally reversed and says, haha, this person doesn't have $8. No, I have eight dollars. Yeah, I, I yeah I could buy a Twitter Blue, but I choose not to because it's yeah. stupid and worthless. Yeah, um, but yeah, they had to do something, I guess, because the rate at which the new verification system was and still is being abused is truly monumental, and it provides a clear example of why content moderation and proper verification has always been needed. Um, there are an endless supply of examples, more than we can possibly get to, but we're going to share some of the best with you right now. We should also point out that aside from being very funny, some of these tweets have already resulted in real-world major financial consequences. So let's check in and see what a bunch of actual verified people and brands are posting. These are, uh, as you can see, as you will see, they have a verified check mark. They so are, that we, we have to assume that they are real. They are real. These are the real people and brands that we show. 
Because that's, you know, all we have to go by. Is we're just showing done. tweets. Yeah. We're just showing tweets. Okay, here's here's one. Nestle said, we steal your water and sell it back to you. Lol. I mean, that's fat. Not only is that factual, but there's Nestle with the check mark saying it. A so. lot of this uh, is uh, technically armchair activism, but this past week has actually shown that armchair activism can work if deployed correctly. Yeah. Uh, George W. Bush said, I miss killing Iraqis. Sad emoji. Uh, to which uh, Tony Blair, I believe... Uh, quote retweeted. Tony Blair, yeah. Same TBH. Yeah. Uh, ben Shapiro tweeted, Breaking news. I have always wondered what a woman's body feels like and looks like in real life without clothes. That would be so cool. Uh, so this post garnered a reaction from none other than the very real, very verified Ted Cruz, who uh, replied to Ben Shapiro's tweet with this one. The first time I entered my human wife, I said, groaning into her ear, this is exactly how mother said it would feel. And Shapiro replied back, oh my God, you got me kind of horny right now, Mr. Cruz. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> to which Mr. Cruz replied, have you ever tasted the entrails of a man, Ben? There is no carnal pleasure as delectable. Oof. Yeah, so a lot of fun to be had this yeah. week. Yeah. Um, Hey, look, Tesla, Elon's other company, they, mm -hmm. they tweeted a couple bangers. They tweeted, we'll be offering 10,000 vehicles to support the Ukrainian military. Our cars are the most advanced explosive devices on the market. <laughs> <laughs> and they also tweeted, breaking, a second Tesla has hit the World Trade Center. Damn. Uh, OJ Simpson, uh, he finally admitted to killing his wife. Wow, all these years later. Saying in a tweet, yeah, I'm not going to lie, I did that shit. Wow. He admitted. Elon solved a crime, so, uh, I mean. He's a hero. He is a hero. So one Chiquita Banana account tweeted, we've just overthrown the government of Brazil, causing a completely separate verified Chiquita Banana account to release a statement that read, we apologize to those who have been served a misleading message from a fake Chiquita account. We have not overthrown a government since 1954. <laughs> and they're talking about, of course, Guatemala. Look yeah. it up. Now, obviously, neither account was the real Chiquita Banana, a company who has a surprisingly bloody and violent history and a company that did, in fact, facilitate a coup in Guatemala in the 1950s. Look it up. This is another armchair activism because, like, if you type into Google right now, this actually auto-populates now because so many people are looking into what happened in 1954. Yeah. Uh, that Nestle account should talk more about uh, some child labor as well. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo of Europe, uh, this was one of their tamer ones, mm -hmm. uh, the ones that I'll actually show. Uh, Nintendo of Europe tweeted an image of Shadow the Hedgehog with the text, white people be watching porn with condoms on. They, they do be. <laughs> hey, we, I, we always do. <laughs> he got our ass. Oh, here's another yeah. Elon company. SpaceX, yeah. the verified SpaceX account, account tweeted, it is with a heavy heart that we announced that we will be ceasing all missions. We plan to funnel $240 million in outstanding government subsidies to groups dedicated to sustainable agriculture and ending world hunger. We cannot look to other planets to solve our problems here. Well, I'm glad they finally realized that. Good on you, SpaceX. This is so funny because it's forcing the actual companies to come out and... No, that's not true. Yeah, and lay out... Uh, exactly what they do. Rather than figure out ways to make this planet sustainable for longer, we are de dedicating all of our energy to inhabiting a planet that, even in the best case scenario, will not be ready for people to live on for hundreds of years. Could you imagine, based on what you have learned in the last week, <laughs> being one of the first people to inhabit Elon Musk Presents Mars? Yeah, I'm going to stay here on this dying planet. Well, um, guess what? Aside from, uh, you know, SpaceX tweeting, Another one of the most prominent posters was back on the platform. 
And that would be Donald Trump. Hey, unbanned. Thanks, Elon. Free can, speech wins. You can tell it's him because of the verified tag. Yeah. So Donald Trump exclaimed, I take full responsibility for January 6th. Finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Bean, there he is, asking, who wants, <laughs> who wants Mr. Bean to eat their pussy tonight? <laughs> Damn. I love that. Is like, this the real Mr. Bean or is this Pakistani Mr. Bean? Well, we don't know. things up again. But what's funny is like, specifically with the Trump quote and this one, people keep attaching it to the quotes of Elon talking yeah. about responsibility with brands and shit like that. It's like, it's literally like Elon being saying, we take everything on this site seriously. And then Mr. Bean asking if people want they pussy eaten. It's, it's Frank Drebin in The Naked Gun standing in front of the exploding fireworks factory being like, nothing to see here. <laughs> And that brings us to arguably the funniest exchange to have ever been posted on this website between Doja Cat and Elon Musk. It had just the best setup and the best punchline of the bunch. And it is a prime example of someone actually taking advantage of the recurring prompt. You have the chance to do the funniest thing possible right now. Doja Cat had previously changed her profile name to Christmas during all the, you know, the verification trolling that had been taking place over the past week. But after some quick fixes to the platform, she became stuck as a verified Christmas account. Official account of Christmas. So she reached out to the world's richest customer service agent and said, I don't want to be Christmas forever. Elon Musk, please help me. I've made a mistake. And a few hours after she sent that message, Musk switched things back to where people could once again change their profile names. And he replied back to Doja Cat saying, you should be able to change your name now. With Doja Cat replying back to Elon Musk, thank you from her account, which was now updated to Elon Musk, verified, <laughs> with a photo of Elon Musk from before he got his hair transplants. <laughs> so, um, wow, look, she's so cool. as someone who uh, was forged in the flames of 4chan, I think Doja Cat is probably the best representation that that site could have in mainstream popularity. Yeah, her and Lil Nas X. Yeah. Uh, they're, they post, they, they're posters first, and then musical performers second. Yeah, and it, it also clear cases of showing that people can evolve and can use what they learned in the uh, just the, the gutters, the gutters yeah. of the internet for good. Yeah. Anyway, while all this trolling was mostly done as a lesson to show Elon the extent to which his verification model could be abused, it also had real-world consequences for at least two very specific brands that were targeted for impersonation. First was defense contractor and weapons manufacturer Lockheed Martin, whose verified account <laughs> tweeted the following. We will begin halting all weapons sales to Saudi Arabia, Israel, and the United States until further investigation into their record of human rights abuses. Hashtag, we are LM. <laughs> uh, look, this is getting a lot of people to figure out a lot of things. And so it's, it, it's great. Within 24 hours, the company had lost billions of dollars worth of market value. And it's, it is important to point out that these drops in company value happened on a day where the market overall was up. Yeah. Uh, if you judge things on like the S&P or whatever, Friday was a day of reversals. It was going back up, but the companies that were specifically targeted here uh, lost billions of dollars. Because we do point out, it's like, it's one thing to make fun of tech companies for losing a bunch in stock value. But when you look at the overall stock market, it's like, yeah, okay, everything's down. Yes, they're doing bad. They're doing worse, but everything's down. This is like, everything's up and these companies still tanked. So it's a yeah. clear... It's a pretty clear indi indicator. But another company who justifiably got singled out was Eli Lilly and Company. Well, that sounds like a fun company. What do they make? Uh, cookies, right? Co yeah. Could must be something fun. No, Eli they, Lilly. They they make uh, uh, pharmaceuticals. They make oh. uh, insulin. Cool. Yes, they developed and manufacture insulin, a life-saving drug for people who suffer from diabetes, and also a drug that costs thousands of dollars a year in America for those who rely on it to survive. 
a great country that is working perfectly. Uh, so a verified Eli Lilly Twitter account tweeted the following. We are excited to announce insulin is free now. Oh, hell yeah, finally. And that forced the actual Eli Lilly account to respond and inform the nation that they were absolutely fucking not doing that. Shut up. <laughs> Say They said the following heartlessly. We apologize to those who have been served a misleading message from a fake Lilly account. Our official Twitter account is at LillyPad. I mean, really, that's it? No, no comments on the overall message at all? You I, will keep paying for that insulin. I mean, maybe even just an explanation as to why the price of insulin continues to rise exponentially despite no additional costs to produce. It's because we're greedy, but we can't tell them that. Anyways, fuck them. Their stock lost around $30 billion in value on Friday. And uh, yeah, oh well. Someone spent $8 to, to destroy billions of dollars worth of market value it's, for two companies. The, the ROI on a lot of these, uh, these Twitter blue memberships is pretty impressive. Yeah, I, that's also like a funny defense that I've seen from uh, Elon stands is just being like, well, he's got your $8. And it's like, first of all, no, he doesn't. Because Elon's about to find out very quickly that people can and will do chargebacks, especially when their accounts are banned for the thing they paid for. Yeah. So it's honestly impressive just how quickly Elon has entered the, uh, the find out phase of his most recent fucking around. Because before this week, you know, these were all just presumed scenarios. How bad could it be? Well, maybe this, maybe that. May <laughs> but we're there. Yeah. So yeah, turns out this has already it's done irreparable harm to Twitter's brand. And any advertisers who were still waiting around to see how things were going to shake out are getting a very revealing taste of the future of Twitter.com. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of, uh, there's been a couple major brands being like, please follow us on these social channels. It's like Instagram, Facebook. Uh, the Jim Henson Company has left Twitter. They've abandoned Twitter. Wow. And there's a couple other ones. Um, but yeah, what's even cooler about all this is how rabid conservatives have been towards repealing or replacing Section 230. Right now, Section 230 makes it extremely difficult, if not impossible, for a company like Eli Lilly to sue Twitter because, well, parody. first of all, it's parody, but uh, Section 230 makes it so you can't sue a platform for what its users post. Yes. You remove Section 230, Eli Lilly can sue Twitter. Yeah. So yeah, if, if the GOP nukes Section 230 under the guise of uh, free speech or whatever, it opens Elon's ass up to an endless flurry of lawsuits since he would become legally responsible for anything posted on the website. Pretty funny. So yeah, it shouldn't really come as a surprise to anyone to hear that as of Friday, just about 24 to 48 hours after the all new Twitter Blue was unleashed on the world, that Musk has already ordered the product off the market, at least temporarily, in response to the rampant abuse that anyone could have seen coming except for apparently him. Here's the Washington Post. Twitter paused allowing people to sign up for its paid subscription feature that grants blue check marks amid a flood of fake accounts, just days after it launched the controversial feature. A note to Twitter employees sent Thursday night said it has decided to temporarily disable signups for Twitter Blue, its new $7.99 offering that allows accounts to receive a blue check mark. The pause was intended to help address impersonation issues, according to the note, which was viewed by the Washington Post. And in addition to all that, the people who are tasked at the highest level to keep users safe and keep the platform operating safely, uh, they're gone. Yeah. They all resigned. And uh, yeah, Twitter's lawyers are apparently advising remaining employees to seek whistleblower protections. Not a good sign. Case. Yeah. Uh, here's The Verge. 
Twitter's privacy and security teams are in turmoil after Elon Musk's changes to the service bypassed its standard data governance processes. Now a company lawyer is encouraging employees to seek whistleblower protection if you feel uncomfortable about anything you are being asked to do. The company's chief privacy officer, Damian Kieran, chief information security officer, Leah Kistner, and chief compliance officer, Marianne Fogarty, have all resigned, according to two employees and an internal message seen by The Verge. Kistner confirmed their departure in a tweet on Thursday. These I, people seem pretty vital. I don't know. I want to point out, this should be obvious, but I want to point out that these were survivors of the initial layoff. Yeah. That is how important their role at the company is. And within a week, these executive level people fucking resigned. Just making it clear. Sorry. Their reporting goes on to say that Musk's new legal department is now asking engineers to self-certify compliance with FTC rules and other privacy laws, according to the lawyer's note and another employee familiar with the matter who requested anonymity to speak without the company's permission. A former Twitter outside counsel, Rihanna Pfefferkorn, noted in a tweet that the company's FTC consent order requires the company to do privacy reviews before making changes to the product. That same FTC consent order requires Twitter to submit a compliance notice signed by predetermined officers of the company to the FTC 14 days after a change in company control, which means Twitter owes the FTC a compliance notice today, 14 days after Musk took over. I'm sure whoever's job it was to remember that is still there and uh, staying on top of that. Do you think uh, uh, the busybodies over at the FTC are burning the midnight oil just waiting for that Musk report to come in right now? Yeah. Well, guys, I guess we should put another pot of coffee on. It looks like he hasn't sent the email yet. And he, I mean, Elon has, has gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with the SEC mm -hmm. and pretty much come away unscathed. Uh, I don't know if he realizes that the Federal Trade Commission is a lot less toothless than the Securities and Exchanges Commission. Mm. I guess we'll find out. But here's another fun thing to point out because this is probably most telling of all it's right at the end of the reporting where you give some sources and uh, you reach out to some some representatives to get clarification right. on things well at the end of the verge's reporting it yeah, said this simply is, this, this is so good. the verge reached out to musk for comment twitter no longer has a communications department cool yeah things are going great Anyway, as we said previously, one of the largest advertising agencies in the world had already instructed clients to put a pause on ad spending on Twitter. And in the wake of these latest missteps, yet another major agency has decided to hold off on their spending as well. Here's The Verge again. Omnicom, one of the world's biggest ad firms representing brands like McDonald's, Apple, and PepsiCo, is recommending clients pause spending on Twitter, according to an internal memo obtained by The Verge. Omnicom Media Group is recommending clients pause activity on Twitter in the short term, according to a note titled, Twitter, Continued Brand Safety Concerns. The memo cites recent events in the last few days that have potential serious implications for brands running ads on the platform. The memo cites the deep layoffs of Twitter trust and safety teams, the resignations of high-profile executives, and the slew of verified impersonation accounts as being key issues for advertisers. Oh, really? <laughs> Evidence that the risk to our clients' brand safety has risen sharply to a level most would find unacceptable, the memo reads. We recommend pausing activity on Twitter in the short term until the platform can prove it has reintroduced safeguards to an acceptable level and has regained control of its environment. So you have like one of the world's biggest ad agencies before any of this happens just being like, let's just sit around and wait. You have one who's like willing to give it a shot and then immediately regrets nope, that decision. They were right. We should have done what they did. Yeah. So as you can see, things are going extremely well for the world's rich 
richest, actually previously richest man, I think. Elon. No, he's still number one, I believe. Well, not for long. But it's it's getting close. Uh, that that Armand guy from France who owns mm. uh, all the the fashion stuff. I think he owns like Versace or some shit. All right. Well, we'll he's coming up on him. We'll wait to see. Uh, but we can obviously tell so far that things are going very well for Elon Musk, who has intentionally, he himself decided to step on the biggest, most beautiful golden rake. Bam. Oh, anyways, since this is news dump, we should probably cover something that isn't the election or Twitter.com. So let's check in on old reliable movie pass. Oh yeah. See if there's any updates on old movie pass. I mean, hmm. 2.0 is probably doing great, but let's look backwards. Let's look at movie pass 1.0. Former movie pass executives face fraud charges. Oh, nice. Here's CNN. MoviePass's former CEO and the leader of its former parent company have been indicted on securities fraud charges for deceiving investors on the sustainability and profitability of the company's movie-a-day subscription model, according to a Department of Justice release on Friday. Jay Mitchell Lowe, previous CEO of the Movie Ticket Subscription Service, and Theodore Farnsworth, former leader of the company's now-defunct parent firm Helios Matheson Analytics, allegedly schemed to defraud MoviePass investors by producing materially false and misleading representations of business activities to boost stock prices and attract investors, according to the release. It's not that we're not shocked. It's that we're pleasantly surprised there are consequences. The finding out has been happening a lot the past two weeks. It's just so funny that these guys, they had not only the public, but they had investors being like, hey, this doesn't seem like it's like a profitable business. And they're like, trust us, we got you. You'll see. I want to say like this finding out phase of the show really kind of kicked off when uh, Wall and Berkman uh, got their felonies. Yeah. Because ever since then, there's been a lot of finding out. Justice is being served. But yeah, the reporting continues with this quote from an agent from the FBI's New York field office. As alleged, the defendants deliberately and publicly engaged in a fraudulent scheme designed to falsely bolster their company's stock price. The men each face one count of securities fraud and three counts of wire fraud with a maximum of 20 years in prison. Oh my God. Farnsworth had a first appearance in D.C. District Court Friday after he voluntarily turned himself in. Lowe and Farnsworth are accused of lying about the subscription's unlimited plan that offered customers the chance to see any number of movies in theaters for a flat monthly fee of $9.95, telling investors that the system was tested, sustainable, and able to churn profit or at least break even. Ha! <laughs> Court documents allege that the two men knew these claims to be false and used the plan to boost subscriber numbers and inflate HMNY stock price while losing money. Further accusations state that the pair made fraudulent claims surrounding HMNY's technology using terms like big data and artificial intelligence to describe the way subscription information was analyzed when no such technology was involved. Metaverse, NFT. The Securities and Exchange Commission filed charges against the former executives in September with similar allegations and also accused the two men, plus fellow former MoviePass exec Khalid Itum, of creating or approving fake invoices that produced over $310,000 for Itum's personal benefit. Hell yeah. This was corrupt all the way down. We didn't yeah. even... Just the base level corruption wasn't even enough. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, but here's some more entertainment stuff. Uh, I watched the Weird Al movie, and it's actually really good. Yeah, I'll get around to it when it's not exclusive to the Roku channel. Oh, as a boomer, I have Roku, so. Uh, yeah, it's really funny. Not yeah, that I didn't think it was going to be bad. I just think it was going to no, be looked, that it good. It looks yeah. great. I, I wish there was a way for me to watch it. <laughs> oh, you have to get that. What's that app where you watch at the bus station? <laughs> Quibi? You get that, you can watch it. Yeah. Yeah. TiVo? 
Also, uh, this is just like for anyone that has a Switch, but the, well, probably one of the greatest original Switch games was uh, Golf Story, and the sequel's finally coming out. This has been like four years, five mm. years, called Sports Story, all the sports. Comes out next month. It was announced during the uh, Nintendo Direct that was uh, derailed by Mario giving everyone the finger. Yeah. So mean that's little, happening. Mean little plumber. Uh, in the meantime, Elliot, why don't you tell them what we've been doing this week that they can watch? In case you missed it and you got about six hours of free time, uh, we did an election stream on election day. Uh, you can watch it at, you know, one and a half speed, two, two times. But it's a lot of good stuff there. We had a good time. We had Brandon on and he... Not, not the president. Uh, Brandon Winfrey. Brandon Winfrey. And if you, th like, I was even like, how can he top his last appearance? But he did. And you'll have to watch to find out. Yeah. And then uh, the most recent Tech News Day where we talked about more Elon Musk stuff. Yeah. If you need a backstory on all this or just want to relive. So you just want to see more dunks. The, the, these two videos are going to be like solidified as going back to, to watch as a historical record of what happened to Twitter. Yep. We're glad we could be here for you. And we're glad you're here for us. Subscribe to the channel. Do whatever you want, but leave a comment and a like. Thank you, 5,000. We'll see you soon. Videos are over here now. Stay tuned for Weekly Weird News. I don't know how it's going to get weirder than this, but we'll try. Bye.